What up, what up, what up? What's going on? What? Oh, man, let's go. Missy's just looking at him like, what? I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped, but also so saddened. Man, I'm, I'm depressed that we're like literally like recording this right after la- watching the last episode. Uh, that's when you know it's real. It's too heavy. Oh, man. Um. So what's going on, everyone? As the title of this episode suggests, we're going to be recapping um, the the new Netflix documentary of the Central Park Five uh, when when they see us. Yeah. Um, man, I knew about the story a long time ago. I was heavy into it when I first heard about it as a kid. And I like that they're now being put into like the mainstream. And man, this this I think is great. Um, we're gonna the way we're gonna start this off to try to keep it somewhat in order is start by each part. There's mm-hmm. four parts in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, so part one was just just showing you how like showing you the, the I guess the like what happened when they like met at the park like how they all got there mm-hmm. um had showed you the pretty much it gave you the whole backstory if you're not familiar wait before we even get into this because we're jumping way ahead mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're new to this podcast i'm chadel yeah, good job <laughs> he's like the, way in it co-host of paging the simpsons I'm joined by my lovely fiance. Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm sorry about that. If you're an existing He's listener, don't, what's going don't on? Don't mind him. Oh man, I just wanted to get straight into this topic. I just completely forgot to introduce ourselves, but you guys already know us. What up? <laughs> um, as I was saying, so if you're not familiar with the Central Park Five, uh, essentially it's it was five young kids, all between the ages to 14, 15, 16. Uh, they were all unjustly uh, arrested by the police after spending you know hanging out with a crowd of their friends going to the park something that they normally do on any night um there were essentially five kids or group of kids were all picked up um and taken in for questioning um a lot of them without their parents permission <laughs> and this you have to see this documentary to really understand we're gonna give you our thoughts um for each part but yeah that's gonna be spoilers yeah if you're not so if aware, you haven't so. seen it check it out on netflix We're come like back to this episode because yeah i really want to get into part four like i'm sure you guys all want us to but we're gonna start from the beginning we gotta ease on in guys so since i already we know the story see. already tell me your thoughts you saw part one where you see them all getting going to the park hanging out all that stuff they mm-hmm. see stuff happening in the park where like you see like this group of like older black guys beat up like this i think a white couple i think it was yeah um like the they saw that and like the cops like came hollering. and they all scattered um because of course they had nothing to do with it um as they were running out they, of the park they and, had seen the, a guy getting beaten up i think by like five guys or something yeah and then they scattered yeah because the cops came yeah that's what i'm saying i think you forgot that part no i said that i, I think you said the bike okay it's recorded <laughs> well aren't you confident oh uh, so yeah they, then the cops went and they they pretty much grabbed these kids kevin which i feel for this guy because the cop called him and the cop instantly hit him in the face and like they used that um throughout like the whole interrogation saying how'd you get that did the did the woman scratch you in the kept, face they kept calling it a scratch and like his eye is completely swollen and black and blue and like it's ridiculous so they, they started off of course if you're not familiar with part one of telling you how they got there the whole the whole case um then part two is where things really started heating up with that, the that's interrogation. All, that's all we're talking about in part one well there's really not much to talk <laughs> about part one part one was them telling you this is what happened this is how we got here and then part two was they done didn't start then. interrogations in part one I don't. I don't really remember I that part. Did. I think it was part two. I think part two. Oh, I mean, it could have no, been a mix. I think part I, two co- was when they got sentenced. Okay. Nonetheless, we'll mix it. Okay. All right. Part, I feel gonna, like it was it's part. It's not going to be as logical as he. Wants. I feel like part one was a mix of the interrogations, and then they kept they carried on with the interrogations going into part two, and then okay. with the court maybe out. Don't kill us. <laughs> that's extreme but nonetheless they went with the interrogations and the 
the way they interrogated all these guys was wild. Um, pretty much, they took advantage of so many people, um, of, of their parents and their parents not knowing much about the justice system. Yeah, like some didn't even speak English. Um, I'm trying to find... Some I think weren't it was, present. I think it was Raymond Santana. Yeah, Raymond Santana. His, like, his dad had to work, and then his mom stayed, but his mom didn't speak English. Wasn't his grandma? I think it was his mom. Oh. I, th- I could be wrong. I, I could be I wrong, but I think it was his mom. Okay. Um, and like, just how the cops did this all? Like, they all treated these kids. <laughs> oh man! And I think the only like one- they literally were assaulting them. So like, the parents were either in the room and didn't get to do anything, or their parents weren't even there. And so these guys are like heavy and in- like interrogating them mentally, and then they're also like physically assaulting them, what I- and going like a day and a half without food or water. I felt bad for like, really. I felt bad for Kevin, which I'm sure we all felt bad for. Um, he was the one where his dad was pretty much like telling him what they, you know, what they want to hear, even though he didn't do it. And Kevin's sitting there like he didn't do it. Like, and his dad, the cops have some dirt on his dad saying, um, he that dad was trash. Yeah, saying that he listen, he did something and everything. And man, he cared more about himself than his son, and he got his son locked up for over a decade for nothing really see i was it, it worth it see it's tough because i sit back and i'm thinking i'm like think about it you you don't have that information you're not educated in this way because you're i'm sorry to say but you're a black family that no one cares about you don't know much you're gonna be like yo tell them what you gotta know so you can go home like what else do you know well, and the thing is, they kept saying, oh, you can go home if you do this and this and this. But they never, like, they don't go home. They go into holding. And then they go into the court. But that's the thing. Like, what? I, one one thing, I guess I didn't know. It's, it's obvious. But I didn't know it's uh, illegal for the cops to promise that. But it makes sense. Because, yeah, you shouldn't promise that you're going to get it out. It doesn't make sense. Right. Because um, it's the legal system. Like, you don't just magically go home. <laughs> but it's also, the, didn't the parents think, like, if you're going to confess that, even if you weren't a part of the rape, but you, you saw it, like, you, you're not going to think they're going to try to tie you into that somewhere? Yeah, they try. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, like, they have them signed to waive their rights to an attorney at first. And only, I think, Yusuf's mom stopped him because she came in at the right time and grabbed him. But, of course... I don't know, because it showed him signing it as she walked in. She threw the paper, but no, I don't... But he still had to go. Like, he... I, it, I didn't... I don't even think it mattered at the end of the day because they right, all had that's what lawyers. I'm saying. I don't think she really stopped anything. But they all had lawyers, so it didn't really matter. Yes, I know. It was, But it was waiving their right when they first needed it. It was so stupid. Well, <laughs> they were manipulating these kids completely, and then, traumatizing them for life. And then, <laughs> for what? Oh man! And which one? Hold on, I have to remember. Corey, the one who was with the girl in the, you know, eating whatever in the restaurant. I'm like, he literally, like, he was so close to not being involved in this at all. See. One, he could have chosen not to, like, go when they, like, knocked on the window. And then two, um, he literally got tied into this because he was helping his well, friends. Well, that's the thing. So even if he did He went to jail with his friend because he's like, what are you doing? Well, that's what. I, that's the next thing I have to add oh with that. Oh, my God. So if, even if and he, he got the worst sentence. Even if he didn't go and he stayed with the girl, cool, whatever. But he's going to be with Yusuf the next day. Right. And is he going to bump into the cops and still want to do it? So wh- does it how matter? How about the irony in that? Let's just talk about that. How he's literally like, I know the other kids did nothing, but I feel like he did even less and he got the worst sentence. Yes. That's what's like he crazy literally he if he did not go with his friend that day, he would have never experienced any of this. Mm-hmm. He would have never been included in that group. Mm-hmm. And that blows my mind. Like, I don't know if he has resentment because of that or what. Because, wow. Wow. And I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's a testament to what a good friend Man, he is. This is giving, like, major chills just thinking about it, too. Because it's just like. Uh, I would be so resentful. Of you what? Pr- the cops or the. F- 
I want to be of the friends because I was well, looking no, out for but you. It, but it's a tricky situation. You have to think because I'm sure through you know going through the process and your emotions and everything you probably would think you'd be like i literally wouldn't be in here if i didn't go with him if i just minded my own business and like checked up on him later i wouldn't be in this which is true so i'm sure that even if he doesn't have those feelings now there was probably a time while he was processing everything that he had some resentment of course because dang i'd be pissed there would be a time that i would be just pissed which I kind of want to wait until part four to touch on this a bit more. My but you bad. can tell. My bad. Like, he was processing this whole thing. Like, he even apologized to his mom, which we'll, we'll get into. Like, he, okay, yeah, he we'll was going through this whole whole thing. Um, so, leading into the whole interrogation, of course. Abuse. Straight yeah. up abuse of power. All of those cops <laughs> yeah. and everything should be fired and never allowed to work in that department again. Like, everything. They sit there play good cop, bad cop. And it's ridiculous. like, yeah. They're like, oh, you don't want to stay in the room with these guys. These guys are brutal. These guys, I'm like, come and then they get go and do the same thing. Here. Yeah. They, meanwhile, these kids, some of these kids, you can tell, like, they don't even know what rape is. Like, well, they, they're innocent. That's what um Kevin's dad was saying. He's like, he doesn't even know what this is. He doesn't, he doesn't even, even talk know what to sex girls. Is. Like, <laughs> like, he's like, you know, and wow. If I, and I, they're they're over here like screaming at these kids that you did it and i'm over like yo, i'd be like what are you i don't i i understand they're, they're ecstatic that the parents are not even in the in the rooms with these kids they're like they're waiting for the minute that the, the parent walks out to go yeah. to the bathroom leave or whatever so yeah. they can just have their whole they go ham yeah it's awful and so the, the kids are sitting there giving these statements None of them were lining up because they mm-hmm. didn't do it. They're all opposing. But we but somehow somehow we're still going to take it and run with it like it makes complete sense. Let's talk about this blonde bitch who took the case. And spoiler, how the brunette, I don't remember their names, to be honest. I don't think they really gave her names. But the brunette who was going against her for the case and ended up just leaving because she's like, good luck, like whatever. And how she came back later in like part four. I was shook. I'm like, listen. And that this, this blonde bitch had no remorse. Uh-uh. She really thinks she did the right thing and that she, you know, they got what they deserved and justice was served and all that crap. And some of the, like, interrogation cops and all that, too. I'm like, really? Why are you piecing this together? And you know what's interesting is, now I'm not sure the positions here. I'm assuming attorney. The one that had the real tight curls that started working with the blonde and was, like, in the beginning, she was questioning. And she was like, well, if they all have different... that was the same person. No, there there were two different people. No, there's the blonde and then the brunette's the one that came later and, and... part four like she was no, a part this, of it this too. is a different brunette I this is the one with the tight saying. curls short hair like just on her head and she she at the beginning i i rooted for her because she seemed to be questioning everything and but like she still push, went for it can, i'm not done sir go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. she she like seemed to be actually like on the kid's side and being like well this doesn't make sense this doesn't add up why are you doing this how are you gonna say that like that kind of thing but then she ended up doing the whole case anyway. And I'm like, really? I just was so disappointed. I think I'm like, someone had to someone had to have their right mind for this. Come on. I'm pretty sure they're the same, like the brunette that was in part two or part no, two or three of the I whole. I know the ones I'm talking about. I, I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying because that was the same lady. Cause she looks familiar because she's from another show called Hemlock Grove on Netflix that okay. is dead. And it's she dead. looked the same. It was a great show, but it's right. dead. But um, I'm like, and the jury too? How, like, is everyone just stupid? I just want to know. Like, are you just stupid? Because so, how does a jury of 12 people or however many they have, like, come to the conclusion that they were guilty on this with all the facts of their side? that's what i was lost on because Come on. 
Nothing lines up. The timeline the they're giving doesn't line up. The jury usually is like mixed of peers, meaning it's mixed races, mixed income levels. Uh, it usually is like mixed. I wouldn't be surprised if they for a reason if they did the whole like I won't even say OJ because I think OJ was black, uh, but the whole like white group. No, but I first. think that's why when you go to jury duty, it's like random. These days. I think it I don't still know what was. it was at the time. Of course, but I feel like they probably had a bit more push on who who they can get but and all I that just, stuff. And uh, this whole thing messed me up. I don't know what I would do if I had a, if I had a kid that was going through this. Like cry, I, cry all the time. Or even at that time where you have that lack of information, and you you don't know what else to do. You have a job that you have to go to. You can't spend all this time. You don't have anyone else to rely on that's going to be there to help your kid. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, and even when, uh, what do you call it? I think Kevin, Kevin's dad couldn't be there because he was working. I forgot what was happening with his mom. So it's like sister came and like, he's telling his sister, like, just sign the, the papers yeah. or whatever. And it's he, just like. And to see. All right. First of all, shout out to all the actors in this show. Like riveting, like spot on performances because you had me feel in all the feels like yeah when his sister came and she like he's begging her to sign away like the right to the attorney or whatever she's like fighting him and just the way he was breaking down you could just feel that every ounce of him was gone like you could just feel like they had completely broken him and he was just Man. never going to be the same. Chills are coming back. Like it it was depressing. I'm like this is a 15 year old or whatever like really? Really? Sure. Teens do dumb shit, but this was extra. Okay? Like and the thing is I I was even telling you how I'm like can't you tell when a a child or a teenager whoever is telling the hard honest truth because and he said he's like oh yeah but you know they just didn't care they wanted to continue until they lied about you know admitting to it or whatever which but i'm like that is so skeevy because like literally you could tell you could tell that these kids were completely confused and baffled that you were even accusing them of this like i've heard this before and it may be related to this case um where it's like for high profile cases like this one cops are really just looking to to close it like to find someone close it like and that's pretty much what this was they didn't care if the if the semen test they did with the girl wasn't right or here's the funny here's here's the here's the gag guys while you were trying to get people who didn't do it to confess and get them prosecuted the actual people who did it could be running free. Well, that's so. Like, let's put two and two together. That's the and thing. let's see. Does this even make sense? So that- you want an actual rapist and an actual, you know, murderer, whatever that they end up doing. You want this actual person out there versus someone that's fake. Dog, you're getting really worked up. I this. am because it really pisses me off because there are code of ethics for a reason. Like. <laughs> You get really worked up. It's because it's BS. It's BS. You know, when people abuse their power of being a cop or a doctor or whatever it is, no, we're supposed to trust you? And the guy that actually did it, I think he was, he didn't get arrested for like whatever crime he did to like 1996, I like to believe, a couple years after. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) I, I don't know what he did in that one. It was probably something bad, like a murder or probably another rape for him to be having a life sentence mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe he had prior um, convictions, too. No, I think he only had two when I looked him up on oh. Wikipedia. I'll, I'll do some digging here once again on it. So, uh, after touching on part one and part two there of the, I guess, the opening of how this happens leading into the interrogation and um the whole court battle mm-hmm. now part three brings you into these guys finally getting parole finally getting out of uh the prison their jail that they're in and they're trying to live their their life mm-hmm. um this was it was an interesting one because you didn't see Corey at all in this part 
They they kept him for part four. Okay, so are we talking about part three now? But that's what I said. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to track. Um, so yeah, they only showed four. Like what happened? Yeah, like in jail a little bit, and then they show getting out and like so, how that worked. I'm trying to see here. What happened? I know Kevin got out. He found his he found his mom. His mom mm-hmm. was talking how about like his dad started getting sick, and Corey not Corey <laughs> Kevin was sitting there like battling mm-hmm. with trying to forgive his dad, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because. Mm-hmm. I you, get it. You see, like That's he's sitting tough. there, like he did not want anything to do with his dad. Mm-hmm. At like, and you can't blame him because he's part of the reason he's in there. And it's like, sure, he could have ended up anyway because he probably would have ended up confessing eventually, like the other kids. But like, really, my dad pushed me to go to jail. It's funny because in real life, teen? in an interview, he's like. Um, he he said he like he can never forgive his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't it, blame him. Um, no, I don't blame him at all. You know, and they they show like one scene later where he ends up helping the dad like get up in bed because he's like really fragile and yeah. and sickly and whatever. But and I think and I think it's hard because yeah, you battle with that with. Well, I'm here now and he's my dad and whatever. So sure, I want to help him because he's in a bad state. But at the same time, I get it if he's very closed off and very distant. He was he was he he was so hurt because when he helped his dad like back on that on that bed, like he he didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. because he he shed a tear. He like he kind of pushed off him like he he was he had mixed feelings. You could tell just how, how he portrayed. It, himself. Yeah, it wasn't like give me a long, amazing hug. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like two seconds and then you're like, mm, what am I doing? Like, it's it's hard. And then another one that was interesting was Raymond Santana. Oh, jeez! If the wife of the dad is really that awful. Oh, my gosh listen so like you i get it's your house now i get you guys you know made a life whatever yada yada but this was his son before you even came in the picture and yeah you gotta bend a little because what's the guy gonna do when he gets out of prison but the thing is i think if he was convicted of probably any other like lesser crime it would have been fine i understand that she had she's convinced that he actually did it you know that's the thing that pisses me off because i'm like okay are you convinced he did it just because you want to be mad at him and like you know you have this image or are you convinced because did you actually even follow along like did you get convinced when the case was happening or are you just like oh whatever i believe what anybody says like come on and like you know this guy's coming home the dad was there okay the dad knows the son didn't do it so I'm, I was kind of a little pissed off that I understand you guys are married and whatever and you're moving on with your life. But I was kind of pissed off at how much the dad stuck, yeah. stuck up for the wife more than the son in this case. Yeah. I understand how it is with marriage and relationships. But at the same time, this was like crossing a serious line. Well, like you were, she was literally calling him a rapist like it was 100 percent fact. And like, again, the dad literally from the moment he, he got wasn't from the moment he got in, there was an issue because um. Like, I think he got he walked in the house and like she didn't even want to say hi to him. Yeah, like the dad had to was, say, "Hey, you, this is my son. You're gonna say hi." Like she was awful. And she said hi, and she like pushed him off and kept walking. And from that moment, you know there was an issue. And yep. like we don't even know they. I, I you see, um, at the end of that series, that Raymond gets arrested by the police for selling drugs because he's trying to get money. He's trying to get out, and li- yeah, literally like you don't know if the girl set him up, like his his. Because she threatened as he was moving out, like threatened that, oh, I'm going to call your your parole officer and I'm going to tell him you're selling drugs. And I'm like, really? Like, I'm getting out of your hair right now. It's not. Just move on. See, it sucks because he's doing something bad. I get it. But he was screwed. You know, it really it it opened my eyes because it's like. What are you going to do? You know, they actually, they to- they were talking about facts, about how many things you cannot do once yeah. you've been convicted. I was shocked. You can't ever, like, become a certified teacher or anything like that. Um, even, what was it? Like, even some well, basic jobs were... That's the thing. You, this, you saw with Raymond, the, the parole officer, I believe it was, like, talk about these things. So, like, 
he he brought him to a, uh, a fast food place, I believe. And he's like, you see the guy back there? He's a convicted felon. You can't be in the same like area as him. So you have to work a different like right. Work a part, and different part. He's of that. like, here's the tricky part because if you check that you're a convicted felon, you're honest, but then you may have a hard time getting the job. But if you don't check that you're a convicted felon, and then you work the same shift as him and you get caught, then you go back to jail. Yeah. He was talking like this parole officer was talking like, if you do this, you go back to jail. If yep. you do this, you go back to jail. Just like they have to every ninety days go back. Where where is it? Like the city hall or something like that. Um and. and and like re something with their parole every 90 days for their entire life he said like that's is it that's every that's, three months that's my issue with like the you whole, literally are just labeled a felon but that's for your the thing life. that's the issue with the that's parole all people see you that's as. the reason for example most recent with meek mill like with his whole thing <sighs> where you get parole for you're out and you're on parole for like 10 years and it's like Literally, if your correctional officer, pro officer, sees anything wrong with that, like a little slip up, he doesn't like it. Like the whole popping Tiny. a wheelie, that's yeah. why it was like, I can't pop a wheelie on a bike, and it what? And you, <laughs> Tiny slip ups, like, and it's anything, and you're gone. They'll, they'll try to get you again. And you know, even you were saying it's almost like it's just a game of how can we get you back in. Mm-hmm. It's sick. It's very sick. And, uh, I mean, and I sit back and I was wa- uh, as we were watching part four, I was thinking about this, and I'm like. Yeah, because they're using them for labor to to make whatever it is that they have happening there. There also is the commissary that they have to pay. So people are putting money in there so they can go get, like, I don't know how often this is because I've never been to jail and I hopefully won't be knock on wood here. Oh, my God. What would you do? Jeez. Well, hey, hey, it doesn't even matter if you do it. Let's let's be honest, I guess. They, like, it's so interesting because you're sitting here giving money to your family so they can buy like little food and stuff like that additional to like what they're getting fed and it's it's all just like okay. making money can in we system. talk about the fact that he had to go to commissary for a roll of toilet paper i thought that was interesting too a roll of toilet paper is extra man we're jumping into part four <laughs> is extra so if i take a poop what am i supposed to do uh all right no, like for real. No, that, no. That's, we're, we're jumping like, into part four. There's that's so many doing. areas in this series that they really make you picture how they look at them as animals. Even the girl, the that blonde chick in like the first episode or whatever, like three times in like three seconds, she's talking about these animals and this animal and like barbarians yeah. or whatever. Like and I'm like... In part, she's one, really trying to dehumanize them. In part one, she she said everything to these cops to dehumanize them. Yep. Like these animals, they were aggressive. They were yeah. like they they were attacking. They were on a rampage. Like yeah, like anything that you would attribute to an animal. Right. She said. Yeah, like um, a lion or something scary, like a bear. So like, to to jump into part four because we're fresh off after just seeing it here. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we didn't see Corey in part three, so At we all. were thinking like, we're like okay, uh-oh. this is gonna be intense. Yeah. And the last episode is the longest at an hour and a half. So Corey is sixteen. All the other boys are under are fifteen and fourteen, so they mm-hmm. went to juvenile detention. Mm-hmm. They were safe. Corey had to go to Rikers Island, which. As I'm sure a lot of us know, I would say at least that are black and Spanish, because you don't know too much about it. No offense to any white people. <laughs> that Rikers Island is not a place that you want to go to, and like adult people, aggressive men, people like Khalif Abrower that that died, I think what five years ago or something like that. Mm-mm. Like <laughs> you even said they now changed it. Yeah, in 2017, which isn't soon enough, it should have been changed a long time ago, mm-hmm. they had a, a raise the age law going to effect. So mm-hmm. if you're 16 to 17, you, you're not going to go there. Uh, which is way overdue. That took, okay, it was 2017, and Corey got out in what, 2002? Yeah. Dang. 15 and, years? But it's also, I feel like it's probably the Khalif thing, but it, I could be wrong. Probably, was, but why did it take, why did it take someone dying? You know what I'm saying? Well, t- Why did someone have to take their life for this had, change? People it's die regardless. Awful. It's, it's awful. It's more about the high profile people. That's, it's that's awful. A thing. This whole thing so, is so messed up. Corey, 
uh, he goes to Rikers. You, he does not fit in at all. He's a sixteen-year-old kid. I love how like they show him like as like a littler guy, sixteen-year-old like, physically. Kid. All these like big, beefy, like scary-looking men, and like he's just this little guy, yeah. all scared. <laughs> you made it. You made it. Well, I'm not even sure a joke, but there's a clear observation when so Corey's in like this room, and like uh, the, all the inmates they're headed out because the correctional officer opens the door for them to head out, mm-hmm. and he locks the door. So these other two inmates can stay in the room with Corey. And this guy has like the freaking deepest voice. Seriously. Scary. <laughs> no, like, like, hey, how you doing? Yo. Like, scary. And I, th- I honestly think that was on purpose I felt to like so accentuate bad. the situation. But I felt yeah. so bad for Corey because he's sitting here. I don't want any problems. I don't want any problems. Like, he's sitting and there I, pleading for his life. It's, it's sad because. You know, I look at myself, I'd totally be the same way. I am this goody two shoes, like innocent person who doesn't want any trouble, doesn't want like and probably, again, would also be an innocent person, but convicted guilty for some reason. Mm -hmm. You know, like I I, and it's like, what what do you do? Like you can't say silent. Of course, you're going to plead for your life and be like, no, listen, you can be rational, right? Like this wasn't me. Like, but they don't care. Like it's. Oh yeah, I, I can't. And you see this countless times whenever he goes to you know a I, new place. You know what I thought was interesting though? They always showed that he was beat up, and I'm kind of surprised that no one actually assaulted him in the way that they think that's he what did I the was woman. thinking. I was I'm kind of sure. waiting for that. That's what I was waiting because for too. especially these big scary men who don't give a crap, which could be it could be it could have never happened or they just wanted to leave that out because it was too too much demoralizing yeah because like i don't know that's that's when he when the two men took him into the closet that's what i thought was gonna happen well he had i think he he got into three fights with other people that he didn't start yeah and that's all we saw i mean i'm I'm sure there was more i'm sure i'm Uh, sure it was constant so this guy gets to transfer from rikers it ends up being further, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, he wanted to get closer so the mom could visit more, and then that backfires. And then it backfired again with another transfer. And as you're watching part four there, you're seeing Corey go from jail to jail, and he's picking up tricks. Because the cop at the first one, at Rikers, he was saying, if you go to infirmary, you're going to be looked at as a snitch. If you go to solitary... You know, you'll be all set because solitary, I, I'm pretty sure you're in there for 23 hours in the cell, an hour if you want to be outside. Um, mm-hmm. And you're just in that for. Pff, yeah. Yeah. Until you want to go out so, or until they let you out. Yeah. So then he ended up doing that with the second jail. And then I think that's where he met the cop, too. That was yeah. oddly nice to him. Like he had so, found out that his brother died. I like how they put this in here which it could be true i would assume it's I would true i hope it's true i would assume it's true actually because why, why would you why would you add that in because it doesn't yeah this add, is more of a documentary than a movie you know um, yeah so you find out that his brother norman was uh i guess you say was po- possibly gonna transition or yeah because yeah he would dress up as a woman yep. called himself marcy and like clearly was probably gonna be a transgender if you know he was able to make that yeah transition and completely i don't want to i know we're gonna say the mom was horrible this and that but i you have to sit back and understand the times that we're in and for example yeah, this was in like because this was when he was home so this had to be the late 80s yeah that that argument was Doug, happening wow we, me and my friends were wow. still in the early 2000s and me and my friends were still making like gay jokes to each other like calling each other that's true like, like that. middle school like, that was the thing was like you would call something gay if it was funny or something like that's true wow wow so it's like i i get it because we're not get how like long ago it was you're, you first off you the mom doesn't understand why her son is doing this mm-hmm. and doesn't understand like and how do you explain it when you don't really can explain it yourself yeah like there's not much information and when someone like, is so closed off and and not open-minded to it it's kind of hard to talk to someone like it that. was so tough and Corey's sitting there trying to be the middleman he's like we can work it out we can do it. and it's just like you feel so bad yep because he's sitting there and like he really wants this to work out between the two most important people in his life his yep. mom and his, his brother like yep 
Man. Um, so his brother passes away. I'm assuming, we're going to assume that he passes away because the same people with that same mentality decided yeah, they, to murder him. Yeah, they didn't him. explain. Yeah, but we, we can you We can assume what happened. If, so, if someone says they were murdered and they were transitioning. Yeah. Like, it's sad. Because I think it was still in the mid-90s at that point. But stuff like that happens, I think, I don't well, think it happened in happens. Connecticut. It's but still, it absolutely. Earlier this month, Everything, this, racism, sexism, everything's a lie. Earlier this month, this happened to to this this girl that was uh, was a guy. I don't know. Was, yeah. So a transgender female. Yeah. I don't know is the proper you, term. How you My apologies. That. Um, and first off, <laughs> they beat this person up like a few months ago, mm-hmm. and then a few months later, one of the people that were that beat him up killed him. The transgender female. Yeah, killed so her. Killed her. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's not trying to be insulting. Um, and it's just like, wow. Yeah. Wow. And there's like a there's a it video. It doesn't surprise me. This world is crazy. I'm like, still, why? you know, none of this stuff will ever die. Like, no pun intended. I'm not trying to like be funny, but like, none of this will ever completely die as far as racism, sexism, like stereotyping and generalizing and hatefulness what? towards. <laughs> people and that's just because they're different that, i don't understand it because Corey faces this in i think the second place he goes to and that's why he goes to segregation because yes. he has the nazis beating on them yeah like that's yeah. what you see in the first one and what's so sad is he keeps throughout the episode like he's like they're gonna kill me and like yep. he said they're gonna kill me mama like don't let them kill me and i'm like oh, oh, oh. like to be in that mindset and that life of of just being convinced of that like what? that's an awful way to live what i liked which i'm not sure if you caught on it though even though he kept growing up you still saw him as a kid yep like and to be quite honest so what we observed he's the only actor that stayed the same from when he was a teenager to an adult and i feel like that was on purpose i do too that's what i was gonna say is because we you know i had said well maybe it's because you know how like in high school musical for example like they were like what 23 24 or something and they were pretending to be like 15 like how adults always act as teenagers in like movies so like i was like okay maybe he's one of them that like can pull off being younger and older because hold on because if you look at the kid versions of the other guys they clearly look more kid like so it's one it's that but two yeah now that we're talking about it i really wonder if they did that on purpose because yeah he and you you were talking about how he's the only one who really like talks different and acts kind of like more kid like so i think maybe maybe that was on purpose right still, so they, they wanted you right they wanted you to always see that and be like he's so innocent because that's he, what it you is know when you go pure. to jail and you're you're that young <laughs> like you're true you're it's in. like how do you you know you can argue how do you grow up in that one i guess you could speed up growing up by well, having to gonna, adjust you're going to have to but then you also have to think you don't really like i think your mental state doesn't really grow up you, you know like you physically do yeah. and you have to look the part but i think you're battling your inner child exactly like you're stuck and it's like the cop that was helping him like oh man oh yeah so back to what we were saying when we were talking about the transgender um so yeah he gets the call that his brother died and this cop like the guy he's he started freaking out okay because you know he's like you don't care for me we're not you're not there for me what are you talking about because the priest is always oh like oh what's wrong are you okay we're here for you blah blah so he starts freaking out and you think because the cop is coming at him you think the cop's gonna like take him and shove him out the room and be like you're done the cop literally gives him the tightest hug and like keeps him there and he's fighting and he's fighting and then he finally ends up sobbing when he sees the brother like you know sees like visually you know and, More this, and 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 i was like mind blown i'm like oh my gosh like here's the thing i hate the fact i hate i, I hate all these generalization generalizations there we go um how you know we have to depict depict oh my gosh depict all black people as bad and we have to depict all cops as 
like i guess bad too like it's kind of it's it stinks because by doing this you're always making the good ones like you're tying them in and so for example like you have a cop like that I had so much respect for that because then he ended up being like this friend, this ally. He would bring him like magazines and like a Chia pet and like all this cute stuff and like talk to him in the isolation, like through the little door. Um, And he said how he's like, I have a kid like you. And if my kid was in here wrongfully, like I would hope that someone was treating him like a human. And I was like, yes. And I... And I, he, even when he got into a fight, he like was on his side. Like he, I, <sighs> I, I really sit back and think about this as we're talking about it. I wonder if like if that cop was kind of like Corey's like saving grace. Like if that cop wasn't there, if he would have so. killed himself. I think so. I really do. Because like that gate that gives you hope. And <laughs> like, it was for a while. You like saw like for a while this kind of relationship yeah. was going on. Um. And it was consistent. And, you know, he's like, I like when you call me kid. And I was like, yep. that says a lot. That says a lot. Because you so, don't see, like, I, I'm not an adult. Like, <laughs> And it's like, just, it's that whole, I think, father figure, too. And, like, just having someone like that in there, I think, is comforting. Yeah. Because you see the COs as, like, above you. So it's almost like when you have a parent that you see is like above you. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I think it's like that. And I was like, wow, that was. It, so that's what stinks is we see that, yeah, there's these awful people interrogating and there's, you know, awful people. And it clouds the fact that there's still a few good ones. And it stinks that there are so many that suck, you know, that take advantage, that use their power to abuse like oh my gosh i hate it so much because we're supposed to trust the cops you know if someone has a gun and is going to kill us we're supposed to call the cops you know if 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 someone threatens us whatever is supposed to call the cops you know if someone's blasting music at 2 a.m we're supposed to call the you know what i'm saying like we're supposed to be able to lean on these people and trust that no matter what we look like that they will treat us the same you know and it really annoys me it really does. And I just cannot fathom how they did this to children of all people. Because, I mean, this is wrong for anybody. If these were adults, this was still so messed up. Okay? Because it was completely false. But children. And sure, 16. But like, really? Because I, I said that in the beginning to you. I'm like, I'm so tired of the fact that these laws are skewed. Okay? Some, you're you're an adult at 16. Some, you're an adult at 18. Some, you're an adult at 21. What is it? Okay? Because apparently I'm a legal adult at 18. But I can't drink until I'm 21. But I can go to war at 18. But I can consent to sex with an adult at 16. What And I can go to this jail at 16 until two years ago. Like, what is it? It should all just be one freaking number. Let's just make it 18 and call it a day. Because, yeah, even at 18, let's be real. Your brain is still developing. I think it still develops to, to your, like, mid-20s, I'm I, pretty sure. Yeah. So that this is totally messed up. Because even... I, Juvie is different for a reason. I sit back and think, and it's like... Even when I was like 18 or 19, I don't feel like I was ready for a lot. Nope. You know, it's funny because we all get excited that we can be like, oh, I'm an official adult and I'm legal and all this stuff. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. We're all still young, naive teenagers. We're still learning. We're still growing. We're fresh out of high school. So we don't have like work experience, college experience, anything. You know, maybe a little relationship experience, but nothing crazy. Like it's... We're still so new to yeah. everything. So uh, take three, four years off of that. Wow. These kids are just getting into puberty and are just like confused about their bodies changing, let alone, you know, being accused of something so heinous. Dang. And yeah. the fact. Oh, let's. Sorry. I'm like, really? I'm, I'm fired up. <laughs> let's talk about the fact. They magically couldn't use the evidence under, like, fingernails from the girl scratching and, like, semen and all that stuff. They magically didn't have enough to use when it was these boys' case. But when the guy who confessed came forward, 
Now, all these years later, they can suddenly use all this as evidence to confirm that it was him. Well, that's... Bull crap. That's another thing I... How'd you save it that long anyway? I don't even know how the hell that works. Well, the blood. I guess you could do something with the blood. Because they still keep the clothing for... (laughs) They always keep that stuff for records. Um, I would assume especially for open cases. Was Um, it open, though? They got convicted. Ah, that's true. I'm like, how did they even do... You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some there's some loose ends here. They would still keep it. Like, I don't think police ever really get rid of that evidence unless it's, like, the building But I'm just shocked by that. You know, magically, they couldn't use it because that would have shown... That would have shown they didn't do it. It didn't matter. They they told you they did, like, the whole, like, semen thing or whatever that... It's BS. And it didn't... Like, that's one of the things when I thought about in the beginning when they were like, oh, um, uh, like... I was wondering, what about like the nails? Because normally, when it comes to like rape yes. or something like that, like there's normally like you're skin scratching and you're yes, you're scratching and you're trying to get away. I'm like, you would know from that, like right off the jump, to like know if someone actually did this or not. And the blood on their clothes—that's pretty accurate. If there's blood, oh yeah, she was. They can draw blood from all the suspects, and boom. Um, let's compare. So the guy that was. The guy that actually did it, Mateus Ray, Reyes, it was his name. Mm-hmm. He was in there for a life sentence already. Mm-hmm. Um, he got into a fight with with Corey. At like, the prison with the nice guard. So yeah. the second one. And then you see him like however many years later after At like this. the fourth prison or something. And he's like, he's like, oh, you don't remember me? And like he still says that he's there. And like this guy, you could tell he's changed because he's, he's sitting there like he's telling Corey sorry for how yeah. he was when uh he wanted to turn off the turn down the tv yeah and this guy like he felt bad so yeah. he was the one who did it he went and confessed like his story actually lined up to the actual like what happened that, right that it time. wasn't all over the place it was specific it was everything and Corey was it able wasn't to, coerced to get out and it's it just sucks. I sit back. Corey did not fold at all. No matter how many times he had those so, parole hearings. So many times. Because it's BS when they're like, so are you prepared to admit your guilt to the the crimes you've been found guilty of? Or whatever. And I'm like, seriously? Yeah. Because what do you, you know, I was saying to you, like, what do you do in that situation? Okay. Because you're torn. Because you want to say yes, because you really want to get out. But your dignity, you're like, I still didn't do it. Like, yeah. what do you do in that case? You know, like it's, it's a tricky one because you feel like another, you know, these people have already taken so much from you. You feel like another piece of you is taken if you have to admit it out loud. Yeah. And just like in the earlier episode with the other two guys that went to that group, they were required to go to Yeah, and they wouldn't admit it either. All these guys they were they were hellbent they were not going to admit to something they didn't do i have a lot of respect for that because you basically are screwing yourself for doing that and you know it Mm -hmm. but like i said your dignity is all you have left at this point so why are you gonna give them that yeah um and i (sighs) man i give it up for Corey so much in that like i i I, we were talking about like we would probably fold after the the first time like i want to get out of here these people are beating on me like right yeah i don't know what i would do the cops are against you the inmates are against me just this whole thing like it gives you a deeper look into what happened and man you know it won't change anything of course but if it can change the mind of someone that's like in some position where it's like whether it be a cop or correctional officer or any anyone anyone at all like that would be great my thing is now that they were found not guilty because the other guy confessed they're not on parole anymore right like they don't have to do all this life stuff okay well because yeah i'm like that would be that'd be stupid but they didn't like clarify that oh my god so they said at the end of the last episode they went through one they would show you they'd write the name on the screen they'd show you the kid version actor and then it would go into the real adult and I was telling him, I was like, I was wondering if they were going to do that. Like, either if they were going to make a cameo or something. Like, I was like, they're probably going to. First of all, okay, what was the name of the one I said looked so similar? Lighter, bald. I don't know, Kevin. It might have been Kevin. 
they had i mean they were pretty spot on for all these actors but when i tell you they were so spot on for him here let me see let me scroll sorry guys i never knew of this i'm sad to admit i never I, i never knew of this case before this so i was educated but um yeah kevin his actor his adult actor to the real adult wow spot on crazy um but yeah and so they showed that and then they gave like a little bio biography of what they're doing now you know and a lot of them are married or have kids one guy has 10 kids i think it was yusuf yeah 10 kids holy crap and like i love how a couple of them take a bad situation and they try to make something good out of it. They have like a nonprofit or they, you know, are trying to be advocates for the wrongly accused or like they have all different things going on. And I'm like, oh, it's dope. it it does suck what you went through and it still wasn't right. But for you to be able to be there to try and prevent that from happening again is huge. Well I think it's cool. So Raymond Santana he so he has a t-shirt company i think it's in georgia I think yeah Atlanta. a lot of them a lot of moved to georgia three moved to georgia one to jersey and one is still in yeah, new york city that's where black people are appreciated there a lot of black people are in atlanta we were just talking in the last episode how you're scared to go to georgia atlanta atlanta georgia anywhere else no they all went to atlanta i thought some just yeah. said georgia well i'd like to say atlanta or they went to some okay. place that's safe for black people yeah. oh um, my gosh so he it says right here a portion of the proceeds from the sales of one of his t-shirts bearing the first names of the central park five is donated to the innocence project which mm-hmm. that's what Corey started so that's pretty cool yeah so if you support this t-shirt it also helps out the innocence project that you're mm-hmm. donating to that's that's really cool mm-hmm you know, and I wouldn't put it past Corey, especially him, if he is still not over this and he still has a lot of healing and processing to do, you know, because sure, the other four, they still went through it, but from what they depicted, they didn't go through it like Corey did. Yeah. Especially from the start, because you have to remember, if they went to juvie for a few years, that's a lot of difference. And I, yeah. I mean, he, I... I don't know how you just get over all that. That takes a lot of processing and a lot of forgiveness and not everybody can do that. You know, and I think that's where it's good that he started his his nonprofit and everything. But well, this happens to people. <laughs> like it it's sad that it You does, know, it's yeah, it's really weird to think how, you know, we were watching something on Netflix. It doesn't feel real like you you're you're watching something and you feel like, oh, this is a good show. You know, this is like that's what I said. And it's and so to think, I mean, we weren't alive when this happened, but to think this was real and it can it can continue to be and that there still are people who are wrongfully accused. And this kind of goes back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago about Kim Kardashian and how she tries to be an advocate for those people. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting because again, I don't know what I would do because it's kind of terrifying to think you never know when you can be wrongfully accused. Yeah. Because well, that's the thing. you literally can live a straight and narrow life and do everything, pay your taxes, follow the laws, never speed. Like, you could be the perfect individual. And then all of a sudden, you're walking on the street and you look like someone. Well, and you that's the issue. are accused. Rappers, and- rappers go through this issue when it comes to, like, girls. And like they're saying, like, um, like uh, he got me pregnant or this and that. And, like, they have to, like, go through this whole waste I mean, of time court battle. That? It's a yeah, kid. Yeah, but it still takes time. Like, they still... Or like, or like the Me Too movement when you had some people that were faking it, like yeah, it's awful when people so abuse like, the system. Or they still use like something important. I have to spend all this money on lawyers, and if you win, it's like shoot. Now I'm in jail for your lie that you made up. Like, I, like yeah. that really messes a person up. Yeah, that really. Because again, you could be such a nice per a. a good individual you could give to charities you could you know donate your time at the soup kitchen like you could be great yep and because you look like someone or you have a similar name or like whatever you're in the wrong place at the wrong time which is exactly what this was yep like literally can you imagine these boys did not go to the park that night or literally listen to this if they went to the park even like a half hour later this wouldn't Uh, have happened i mean i wouldn't say I would. 
Because those cops raided at that time to collect whoever they wanted, and that was it. Like, it's a time difference. Okay, so let's say earlier. If they went half hour earlier and left a half hour earlier, they wouldn't have been involved. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's this was simply a wrong place at the wrong time yeah. kind of thing. But it was just taken to the max. Yeah. Because, you know, people always say that saying. They're like, oh, I got into this car accident because I was at the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. But, I mean, this was to the max. Yeah. Like, I just cannot even fathom. Yeah. Because I really, I try to be a good individual, you know, and I try to to just listen and obey and whatever and... To think you could do all that and still be screwed. Yep. That really, I don't know, like, your mind won't ever be the the same. Your trust, your everything. Like, I wonder if these guys have had issues with their relationships. Probably. Like, you know, and and it's very interesting because I wonder how they parent. And I, you know, it's, it's all this sort of stuff. I don't know. Shit, I'm like. I don't know. All, All I, I know, know is, is I was in my feels I, for this. Like I said, as I was watching this, if I ever see like these guys, especially Corey, like in my life, like I, I just feel like even though I wasn't around at the time, even though there's nothing I, I could do. I wasn't like, even a thought. Yo, I would say I'm sorry for everything you've been through because it's just it's so sad. Mm-hmm. So sad. All that time wasted for nothing. Like mm-hmm. I don't I, the money's cool and all you can build something yeah they got 8.2 million each is what i divided it to you can build something with the money but all that time all that those experiences that a normal person would have you don't have anymore like let's talk about too because they were men so in a way they lucked out because they could still start a family at like right when they got out or whatever let's talk about if this happened to a female you know if i was 15 and it well, I guess that's not so bad. If I went away even for 15 years, I'd only be 30. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it happens to a young female and she goes away long enough, you just took a lot of chances away for me to get pregnant and have a kid when I get out of here. Like stuff like that. You can adopt. No. Okay. You have to listen. You said that so nonchalantly. You have to think this person got completely mind fucked and screwed over. And now they took away that thing that just she wants to do as a woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and for no reason. So like, I feel like, oh God, that'd be awful. Like at least these guys, they did get out. I think early enough where they're still younger and could start a life. At least it wasn't like they're in their 50 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, whew. that just sucks. But still, that's not that's had not to, downgrading. Think of all the things they, they had to learn. They had to learn about the cell phone. They had to learn about how to drive. Like they had to learn applying for a job, as you saw in one of the the series. I know they, they had to learn any of that. so many things that we just learn over you know over the years. Sex. Yeah, that we literally saw that like in one of the episodes. You know how it's like. Yeah, you go in as a 15-year-old, and if you come out as, like, a 25, 26, 27-year-old, whatever, I mean, to a lot of people, that would be weird. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, you don't, you don't, you've never done it? Like, that kind of thing? That's interesting. It's interesting to just kind of go into everyday life and see, like, who's going to judge you for what. Man, it says me sad. Seriously. (laughs) I think on this note, I'm ready to wrap this one up. I feel pretty sad. I hope you guys enjoyed our hour-long Friday this episode. Was a heavy, <laughs> heavy episode. Special right. bonus. Like, man, yeah, man. If you but haven't, you, you guys were asking for it, so hopefully we we did we did it good for you. If you are, if you are still listening to this and you haven't watched the series, first off, I don't know why'd you do that to yourself. <laughs> Second off, Pack yourself against the head. Do yourself a favor and check out this series. It yeah, is what amazing. we what we talked about doesn't do it justice. You yeah. know, like it. It's really like I said, these actors were phenomenal. If, like they really made you feel like it was happening to them. If this wasn't a true story, you would have thought this was a really good like short story. I guess you can call it because it's, it's just a limited series of these four parts. Yeah, so it ends up being probably but, like four to five hours. Man. Somewhere around there. It, 
Yeah, it is Im- impeccable, I'll say. You said the actor who played Corey is still, like, recovering. Didn't you say the actor who played Corey because he had to get into the mindset? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you said, like, it, from an article yeah, or something. Yeah, he says he doesn't know if he, he will ever recover from, like... Like, that's crazy that, like, to, to go that deep into it. Because he saw go through. Like, right. You'll, you'll see if you watch a series. And that's... Okay, that's acting. So now let's think about the real guy. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Like, he... he I wonder a, if the actors ever got to meet the real guys. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah, they did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course i'm gonna have to meet the person so i get to understand well, how this i don't like, know if you always do okay well these guys most likely like do. how do you explain that if the person's dead that you're portraying you know what i mean for the ones that are alive okay oh man all right we're gonna wrap this one up tell me what you guys thought leave voice messages i would totally love to have voice messages so we could play them for our next episode um incorporate those in of like what you guys thought about the series uh, leave us emails, Instagram, Facebook, all that great stuff, YouTube comments, all that. Um, everything is in the description. Anything else? Nope, I'm wiped. All right, guys. Emotionally and physically. With that being said, we're going to wrap this one out and roll out. As always, I'm Shadell, co-host of Paging the Simpsons, joined by my lovely fiance. Lauren. Very tired, Lauren. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Peace.